0: Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Paul repeated what Jesus said. You were called to be free, brothers. Only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love serve one another. For the whole of the law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself.
1: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Welcome back to Foundations. We're continuing our study of Shema. And in some respects, I typically would say that we're getting to where the rubber meets the road, Mandy. Yes. But I've <laughs> realized over the last few days that the rubber's already hit the road. Because, I mean, it's been really dealing with it, with ourselves, with our soul yes, and, our and our mind and our heart. But we are going to be talking today about the part of Shema which is loving our neighbor as yourself. Now, this is obviously found in both the Old and the New Testament. Yes, it is. But yep. uh, Jesus wasn't the only person to teach about this, was he?
0: No. No, he wasn't. Actually, Paul reemphasized this. Uh, the Apostle Peter did. Um, it was. It's an overriding theme, actually, throughout the whole of the New Covenant Scriptures. Um, but yes, in the Old Covenant as well. And you see that actually God would get so cranky with His people when they stopped loving Him, because the outworking of that was that they started ripping each other off mm. and treating the vulnerable really badly. Yeah. And you, you're right. You, when you said, or you, "We think we're just getting to the rubber that the rubber hits the road now," but no, it, it hit the road on day one, <laughs> really. Because he, the, the truth is, you know, we often use the Ten Commandments. Um, and we say, you know, don't have any other gods before me. I love the Lord your God. And, you know, and if you love God supremely, if you absolutely put Him first, if you obey Him, you won't commit adultery, you won't steal from your neighbor, you won't you know, kill him. You won't tell lies. You won't covet. You won't be disrespectful to your parents. Mm. You won't do any of those things if you already love God supremely. Mm. And so if we already are obeying Shema and loving God supremely with all of our inner life, we can't really help yeah, but love our neighbor as ourselves yeah. that's you remember we were saying the other day that that's you you obey then you get the consequence and then the emotion comes mm. this is the outworking of it you love your neighbor as yourself so um you're absolutely right we tend to think that the most important bit is to love your neighbor as yourself but if you do not love god supremely you will not love your neighbor mm. Okay, so I want to tell you a story because oftentimes our love is very conditional. And we can be, um, let's just say... In Thoughtless is the word I'm going to use Whether it's intentionally or not We can be thoughtless towards other people And that does not demonstrate loving your neighbour as yourself So I want to tell you a story of Al It's Al's story um, Al hit rock bottom when he was 22 years old He wrote a letter to his sister Whinging about the day that he was born Saying that he was nothing but a burden to his family As a young child he was deemed to be retarded and taken out of school several times, and even the family maid had nicknamed him the Dopey One. No way. Um He eventually did finish school, but he couldn't get into a tech school, and there was no chance of him getting into college. He needed to work, but nobody would hire him. Finally, his dad's friend, his name was Fred Haller, gave Al a probationary job at his office and it was the Swiss Federal Patent Office and that's where Fred realised that Al actually wasn't useless and he wasn't clueless as everybody thought he was. Al was actually a very good walker. He just thought and he learned differently and he went on to guide lesser minds through the intricacies of time and space. Al became so inspired by his first ever success at anything that he eventually lived up to being the genius that was inside him all along. He was Albert Einstein. Oh, wow. That's his story. And yet he was treated and discarded and considered useless and thoughtless and even name-called by Mm. the maid, Yeah, you know, but he wasn't. And so we we have to be very careful about how we treat people. I love hearing stories like yeah, that yeah. because you realise these people are absolutely magnificent geniuses. <laughs> if
1: only yeah. I could be as dopey as Albert Einstein. Yeah, <laughs> let
0: me be a dope like Al. Wow. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we can be inspired and take courage from that, but it's also a warning. Don't treat people mm. flippantly like that. Okay, so we've covered schmar, and we've looked at all those different elements so far about hearing about obeying that God is one. We're to love him with all heart and mind and strength, soul and strength. But uh, now we're going to look at loving our neighbor. Paul um, repeated what Jesus said in Galatians five thirteen to 14. He said, You were called to be free, brothers. Only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole of the law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And again, this is going back to an old rabbinical tradition of trying to boil down the whole of God's law into a summary statement. Uh, that was something they did long, hundreds of years before Jesus came on the scene. If you could boil the whole of the law down, what all of God's law, what mm. is it? You love God, you love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, in 1 Peter 4, 7 to 8, it says, uh, Peter said, at The end of all things is at hand, therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Mm. So there the command again is to love. Okay, so and he says above all. Okay, so Peter's uh, taught um, be obedient, keep watch, be self-controlled. He said be sober-minded, so be serious about your faith. But above all, love your brothers and sisters in the faith over everything else. Okay, then the Apostle John. He also said um in um one John three actually I found that the epistles of first John are so convicting um because of there's so much that he puts in there about how we're supposed to love one another mm. and I I just kind of come away shaking my <laughs> head thinking, I am such a failure. One John three ten to eleven says, By this it's evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever doesn't practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who doesn't love his brother. For this is the message that you've heard from the beginning, that you should love one another. Now, mm. John is in particular talking about Christians. There, yeah. it, That doesn't mean we shouldn't be loving our own families. I'm not saying that. But this is specifically talking about yeah. the body of Christ.
1: Yeah, Well, I think that's the starting point, isn't it? You start there and it flows out. And I think that... Uh, In our once once again our Western worldview, our Western mindset, we're we're very individualistic, and we can go to church and sort of think of ourselves rather than thinking of it as a body. You know, we're the body of Christ.
0: That is actually a a real sticking point because, to the Jewish mind, it's us and we; it's not I and me. And Mm. we will actually get into that uh, a little bit more in detail, but that is a sticking point. The, to the Jewish mind, we are a collective, we are a group, we are a remnant, we are a body and a community, and we're supposed to be in this together. Mm. But it's very much this Western view that we have that it's about me. And, and again, we'll focus on that, but just take a look at some of the the songs in our churches that we sing. They tend to focus all about yeah.
1: me. Yeah, very much so. Yeah.
0: So yes, we are saved in, individually. Yes, we are. We are adopted into God's family as individual children. um, But we're supposed to be part of the whole. We're supposed to serve him together. And if the body spends its time fighting itself, then we're literally going, we're going to be limping around. We're Mm. not going to be able to function. We can't walk on one leg. Yeah. Um, We can't see properly if we're missing eyes and, you know, we've ripped limbs off because we're fighting with each other. Yeah. And because we're focused on ourselves, we're putting ourselves first mm. all the time. That's not loving your neighbour as yourself. This is all supposed to be about um, um, doing unto others, which is we call it the golden rule. And again, we will look at that later about putting others first, treating them the way we would like them to treat us. But first of all, we have to get it into our understanding that we are not a single individual part of a body we're unified and the first church actually placed a great deal of emphasis on that community on being together they they met in the temple they ate together they fellowship together and it was a few centuries in that the official church became extremely greedy for wealth and money and possessions and property and then isolating itself through monastic disciplines and, and the rest of it, that wasn't actually what we were called to do. And all de- I mean, that's not one denomination. All denominations have done this to varying degrees, so mm. we're all guilty of it. But the point and and the drive is supposed to be a unified body so that we can stand collectively.
1: It is a challenge for every one of us, and we're going to continue to explore this some more tomorrow, loving your neighbour as yourself, as we continue